hoes. If you keep making them faces, keep talking to me right in the morning, I'ma roll it back over. Playtime's over. Came to give you motherfuckers closure. Real niggas only no poses. If you really got it out the mud, like the rollie on your wrist, not the motherfucking dirt up off your shoulders. I ain't gonna hold you. Nigga really got it with the soda. Really hit them needles in the mud. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 69 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood. HBCU football on the way, baby. Boy, it is back. It is back. The proverbial it is back. Football is here. We did a whole college football preview. If you haven't had a chance, you can only one week late. You can still go back and watch it. Uh, We picked our games. We bet some beers for the first week. It has been fun, man. It's been fun. Uh, Let's let's y'all know when it comes to the around. Wait, wait. It has not been fun for everybody. There are multiple people who did not have great weekends. Oh, man. And we'll get to it, man. When it comes to the Around the League edition, y'all know that we talk about HBCU news around the culture, uh, news around football, news around basketball, and we round it out with splashes of the week. Y'all know HBCU news is dominated by football right now. Pretty much all sporting news is dominated by football right now. So That's what we're here for. <laughs> Let's jump right into it, man. Let's start out with the swag. Well, let's yeah, start let's, out with the guys that made the team. The guys who made, yeah. Let's do so some celebrating. Before we do some, uh, some ass cutting. Yes. Because <laughs> fam, you, this, boy. I was about to say, this might be fam, you only win here now. <laughs> uh, nine players, nine HBCU players made rosters uh, coming out of training camp. Not uh, 12 players were actually waived, and then nine of them landed on rosters. Former NCANT defensive end Daryl Johnson Jr. was picked up immediately, and he was picked up off the waiver wire. Uh, he was waived by Carolina, and now Seattle picked him up 6'6, 253. Um, he played at Carolina that'll, last year. That'll get you a spot. That'll get you a spot. Also, Seahawks picked up Isaiah Dunn, player out of North, player out of Oregon State. Oregon State. Why are they showing him? Anyway, uh, HBC, HBC players that made practice squads. Um, there were eight players that made practice squads, including former Jackson State linebacker James Houston, who was named the Det- to the Detroit practice squad. Uh, HBC players. He'll find a way onto the field. I'm sure. Definitely. He's too good. He's too good. And, and they're not good enough. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Uh, and then four players, HBCU players, are on Cleveland's practice squad alone. That's commendable. Dalen Baldwin out of Morgan State. Dalen Baldwin out of Morgan State. Alex Taylor out of South Carolina State. Roderick Perry out of South Carolina State. was also there as well. And then David Moore, who's with the Browns, went from offense, offense to defense, which is interesting. That normally doesn't happen in the pros. That happens normally in college or high school. But that is that is somebody who who has found a good football player and said, "Let me find a way to get this guy on the field." Yep, yep. So, shout out to all the players that make it. Hopefully, there will be more players. It's been we had a record number of players drafted, uh, so hopefully, more players are going to get their just do an opportunity in the future. Yeah, especially the way they're playing in in, in college right now. What we saw, watched yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fam you. fam you, fam you, fam you, fam you, damn you, 
FAMU football players before playing against Jackson State published a letter criticizing the school president and administrators following the aftermath of the 25 players that were not eligible to play against North Carolina in the first game of the season due to administrative difficulties um, and issues. Uh, In a letter written and addressed to President Larry Robinson, the 2022 Rattler football team indicated that it has experienced issues with financial aid, academic support, and overall universal support. Signed by all 89 players, the grievances were exposed because they have not been adequately resolved by f- school administrators. Their <laughs> entire team signed it. There's not one 89. person who didn't sign this. So only, it's, it's only, if you think about co- pro football, it's 53 active players plus 10 practice squad. So that means this is college. This is everybody that's associated or plays. This is all the walk-ons, all the scholarship players, all the Everybody. It is it is so bad that nobody said nope, I won't sign this. They definitely wanted to defend star player Isaiah Land, who was criticized saying that he was just there playing football and not doing any work. Uh they said he was only deemed not in compliance because he was misled by an academic advisor over class requirements and credit hours needed to be on course towards graduation. Basically saying he did what he was supposed to and the academic advisor didn't put him in the right courses. That whole is so bad because it's just mismanagement. That's it. It's it's not having enough resources allocated. Number one, you can't have one academic advisor for the entire team. That is no. stupid. No, you can't. So the resources are not there, but even within that, how how long did you go not knowing this? Not knowing, and I how, think they knew. I think I, I think they knew. I didn't think that it was going to come to it. I think that they were operating on the line for a long time. They were just getting doing just enough to get by, and then they didn't have any fail safes, and everything hit the fan at one time, and it was too much for one person or two people, however many people they had. No, one person. One person. It made it very clear it was one person who's the academic advisor for the entire team. And this is so frustrating. Because now, Coach Simmons, you can't recruit me to have my kid come play there because I don't trust it that you have that y'all guys are doing the right thing over there, getting my making sure that the classes are right and making sure that kids are academically eligible. It wasn't three or four. It is 25, and I think they got four back. So it's still 20, 21 kids just ineligible. No, they got 17 back. They got 17 of, of, of them back for the Jackson State game. Oh, so I guess 17 from 25. So that's eight that's still ineligible? Mm-hmm. I think it's more. More became eligible towards the beginning of the game. But, I, yeah, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. I think this big distraction had something to do with what happened against Jackson State. And I also think this big distraction had something to do, I mean, plus Jackson State. So let's go over the scores quickly for uh, for the SWAC real quick before we get to the MEAC. Um, These are not basketball scores, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, of course, Mississippi Valley State lost to Tarleton, UAB, Alabama A&M, Miami Bethune-Cookman. This was actually a good game. Alabama State and Miles, they played pretty well. 
Stephen F. Austin came back and beat Alcorn State um, in the second half. We were really hoping Alcorn, uh, Alcorn pulled that one. Yeah, that's, we, we picked Alcorn just stepping out on faith. Uh, Prairie View and Texas Southern. I told y'all Texas Southern was a beast. Uh, one of our viewers during the live segment of this, <laughs> I kept saying Texas Southern was going to be a problem for Prairie View. I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, before, and oh, then, no, no, go back, go back, go back. <laughs> and then there's Southern versus Florida Memorial. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is correct. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that score I'm is 86 to I'm, nothing. I'm happy they can't see it. Oh, they can't I don't see, want it? To see it? That's no. all right. Nope. Gonna, no. no. No, nobody okay. asked for that. Bridget's going to make sure to just, oh, Jesus, <laughs> in the morning and late at night. 86 to nothing. I'm going to tell you, right around the 56 to nothing, I am about to start cheating. It's not anywhere in the world. What are, it was 42 nothing after the end of the first quarter. I'm tripping people. I'm getting put out. There's no reason for me to sit here. Nobody is concerned about winning but me. I'm going home. I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't think you, I don't think Florida Memorial had the people, had the talent to figure out a way <laughs> to cheat and trip and do anything. Uh, dirty because I feel like if they do, don't, y'all don't have the capability nor the gusto. <laughs> Ain't no way. Because at what point do you dis- do you make that decision? It's eighty six to nothing. It was forty two nothing at the end of the first quarter. I didn't. If you was gonna hurt somebody, that would have been the time to do it. That is. That is. I gotta say that to somebody soon. I don't think you have the capabilities <laughs> nor the gusto. That means no. I have no respect for you. You're not crazy enough to do it, nor are you skilled enough to do it. You just got to sit here. God. I will say there's no way I would play Southern University again if I'm Florida Memorial. There's no way. There's no way. you could. And I know they ain't pay you a lot of money because HBCUs ain't got a lot of money. So they ain't pay you a whole lot. You went up there and got your ass beat like that for free. <laughs> for sure. For but I will say, man, let's let's talk about the and game real great, quick. There's a great game for Southern, boy. Everybody, <laughs> they on a high over there. Everybody scored. <laughs> Everybody scored. They were making plays. Look at that score, 42 nothing. Making one-handed catches. Uh, it was on Jaguar Sports Network in in Louisiana and Baton Rouge. Uh, this is the quarterback, and I'm pretty sure this is yeah, it's the quarterback. Seventy yards for the touchdown on a quarterback draw. And then you had this play, and this is when I believe everybody knew that it was over. It's the first touchdown of the game. Go ahead. Mm. Uh, Sean McCray, you got two people to stop me? No, I'm just gonna run right over you. That's unfortunate. That oh, now, man. and for I told y'all, we told y'all HBCUs have tears too. Now, yes. we it ain't there's yeah, yes. everybody ain't the same. Tears, <laughs> yeah, I got beat 86-0. Yeah, it's real tears, <laughs> tears and tears, double entendre right I, there, boy. Man. <laughs> oh, did. yeah man so shout out to southern university um shout out to them as well uh more in the swag arkansas pine bluff beat lane uh grambling state beat got beat 58 to 3 by arkansas state who's actually it's actually a powerhouse and then there was jackson state versus famu this was the orange blossom classic 
it was supposed to be remember last year the game was 10 to 7 and the only reason that Jackson State won the swag last year is because they beat FAMU at the first game of the year by 3 points FAMU went to the playoffs Jackson State won the national FAMU went to the playoffs for the first time first HBCU to make the playoffs in a while Jackson State went to the uh, celebration bowl how in a million years I picked you guys to win it. And you guys, you can't get players eligible. You come play Jackson State. You play like clowns. I'm a sticker, y'all, right now. Fam, you put a better showing against Jack against North Carolina than they did Jackson State. Jackson State looked like they were just better than them in every phase of the game. And this is Jackson State coming from Mississippi where they are in a water crisis. They don't even have water. They were practicing with yeah, having to boil they, water. They, they paying out on you. Boy, they beat you like with somebody with good water. Let me tell you. And I did say that Shadur Sanders was going to be a major player in this game. How right I was, I did not expect him to be this good. I think he started out and hit, he hit his first 17 of 17 passes. Shadur Sanders is Passing clinic. ridiculous. I think this was he was 29 of 33 for 323 yards and five touchdowns. He started off the game 17 of 17 for 200 yards and two touchdowns. He was already voted as rookie of the year last year, preseason All-American. He said he wants to be the basically the FCS version of the Heisman and the thing I see about Jackson State and especially Shador is that he got noticeably better. Like all them throws, he used to, he was really good on the run last moves year. Moves better too. He moves it, better. Has a lot better pocket presence. Uh, he's out there and he was slinging it all around the field. Uh, like great timing. Like the they were Jackson State was super duper prepared, and that was one of the things I said I was nervous about. Was like, fam, you already has a game under their belt. They've already been playing. And yep. Shador. And they play good against a team that is highly respected. And I will say this the talent level is great disparity. It was like a lot of, it was just great disparity. And, and I will say that Shador looked like the fringe SEC quarterback, not Musa. Yeah. He definitely like he could play very, in the ACC. Musa looked very regular. Yeah, yeah. Musa looked like what we thought he was gonna look like against UNC. Exactly, because he was playing out of his mind uh, last week. But the he defense could couldn't he stop was... him. Uh, Fam used defense. Maybe their secondary is that week. Because I mean, the defense couldn't stop him. They, the Jackson State didn't run the ball really at all. No, nope. no. Nope. And UNC looked bad again this weekend off um in the secondary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jackson State out here. Jackson State is out here. Shout out to Dion, man. That is a hell of a way to start the season. That two. Is those and, are two definitive. And I told family. Oh, good. That's going to have a big influence on the rest of the season. You beat somebody eighty-six to zero. You win the way that Jackson State did. Rest of the season. What you say. I, I everybody else believer. saw that game and said, "Oh shit, here we go." 
I'm a firm believer that Jackson State saw Southern win and was like, all right, we got to say this. Uh-huh. We got to respond. Remember, they played on Sunday. Southern played on Saturday. And Jackson State and Southern last year, first of all, that's already a big HBCU band rivalry. Second of all, it's a football rivalry now that Jackson State is good again. And they fought last year on a controversial play because if Southern had beat Jackson State, then they would have made it to the SWAC championship. But because they lost to Jackson State, they ended up uh, being one game behind Prairie View. They sent the message back like, oh, we got one too, huh? Oh, yeah. If Southern had won 42 nothing, there's no way Jackson State wins 59-3. They probably win 35-3, 35-nothing. They, they play yeah, all their other – they had their first string in all the way to the fourth quarter. Also, Dion a little disrespectful, dog. They be moving so disrespectfully on Jackson State sideline. Dion, and I don't know if it's his – I asked this question. I don't know if it's his foot. His foot was hurting his leg because he did have surgery, two, two toes amputated. But be sitting down in a folding chair on the sideline while your team playing. Shador Sanders took his took his pads off at the beginning of the fourth quarter. They uh, was doing put his inner, chains on. <laughs> put his that chains was, on. Yeah. <laughs> and why talking in third person? And talking it. in third person. Yeah. I loved it, but I was also like, boy. And, too early in the season for that. And they were uh so they have their own media that does player interviews after they score. <laughs> and dude had a microphone like i was like oh this is a full production over here this is like a full oh, yeah, docu-series absolutely. production that could but vary that could turn out to bite you in your ass though because <laughs> 86 sure 86 on any team no matter who you play in any level 86 points is wild yeah and and you know once you score, hey, man, make sure you, you get an interview or a comment on that one, too. Go on over there to their sideline. I know they're getting interviewed right now. <laughs> I want to know how they feel. Oh, man, I'm right with it. I'm, yeah. yeah. And now now that we, we'll talk about uh, some of these games next week that's about to happen uh, when it comes to HBCUs, where I will be in Baton Rouge uh, when we get to talk about LSU because Southern scored 86 points. LSU did not. And they play mm. each other next week. <laughs> mm. You're saying that this might be closer than people. I was saying that before they even played. I'm definitely saying that now. But we'll get to the LSU game. We'll get to the fallout of that game, LSU-Florida State, because there's been a lot of fallout on that game as well. Uh, they're trying to fire Brian Kelly right now. All right, let's get to the MEAC real quick so we can talk about who – Else, you upset if they fire Brian Kelly? No, it'd be Did more you of think an. It I, was coming anyway. Yeah, be I told you so. I told you that was the wrong thing to do anyway. So let's talk about the MEAC. South Carolina State played Central Florida, fifty-six ten. Of course, Delaware State beat Lincoln thirty-four nothing. Marshall that beat one right. Marshall beat Norfolk State fifty-five to three. Morgan State actually scored first in this game. They had a pick six. They held Georgia Southern to zero points. It was zero zero. Then they had a pick six in the second half, second quarter, and then Georgia Southern woke up. (laughs) Pick that one. Uh, Former USC coach is their coach now, Clay Helton. Georgia Southern. Yeah. Wow. North Carolina A and T. You picked that. You picked Central to beat them. That was a huge upset. 
A&T was a 16 and a half point favorite. No, 12 and a half point favorite over Central. They Central hadn't beaten A&T in six years. Uh, they had been dominated. Your boy. Thank you for Central doing your job. Since, of course, fam, you got me out here looking like Boo Boo the Fool. Thank you for doing your job, Central. You get Shout a salute out. from me. Shout out to Central, man. Shout out to Durham for showing up in, in, in Charlotte. Apparently, there was a decent turnout for this game. Uh, my father-in-law and mother-in-law and everybody from Durham on that side have let me know that I was foolish for picking A&T. <laughs> they are all Durham. I, I would have to agree, and I'm happy that I won the beers on that one. Yeah, you get six beers on that, man. So shout out to, to Central. And then, of course, Howard, Howard, no H, lost to Hampton again. Um, now, I will say, Hampton, y'all got to clean this shit up, though. Y'all was up 21-6. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so my thing with that is kind of you what? can't have a 22-point fourth quarter, but it is the end of the game. Y'all have been basically getting whooped the whole game. Yeah, plus, now, I will say, Howard, man, Howard is not a slouch. Like, I, we said it when they played uh, Alabama They are State. not a slouch, but they are losers. And I need them <laughs> to hold that L respectfully. They definitely um, will it, hold that L. They got talent, though, but they have to just a better team. It does bring again. me joy every year to be able to post that we beat Howard again. I am also often reminded that Howard not, has not beat Hampton since the Obama administration. So uh, all of these things bring me a little joy every year. And uh, Hampton continue to kick their ass, Howard. I mean, somebody's got to get whooped in. Well, that's what you're here for. <laughs> yeah, man. So Hampton starts off 1-0 and beating Howard. Uh, the signs were probably the funniest thing I ever saw. Uh, and Howard starts out 0-2. Yep. They played Alabama State last week and got beat, and now they play Hampton this week and got beat, which is not an easy schedule, but 0-2, be better. I would say I hate to see it, but I don't. <laughs> I surely don't. I love to see it. Yeah, man. So with that being said, though, man, we've come to the end of the HBCU News Around the Culture segment. We reviewed the SWAC and the MEAC openings. Oh, shout-out to Winston-Salem State, winning the Black College Football Hall of Fame game against Central State. Um, gotta always shout them out. Shout out to Doug Williams as well, uh, representing for HBCUs, calling out all the BS while he was on Sports Center talking about not getting the shot, black quarterbacks not being able to make a living as backup quarterbacks, talking about the biases okay. when it comes to drafting. He he called it all out. So shout out to uh, Doug Williams as well. Y'all stay tuned with us, man. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back as we get ready for our basketball segment. Not a lot of news, but one, like, really big bomb was dropped, and then it went quiet again. So now everybody's in speculatory mode, and we're going to revisit a uh, claim that Norwood made about Fringe All-Star now that this bomb has dropped. Y'all stay tuned. And and just shout out to the Pirates once again beating the Bison. Y'all mm. be safe now. Yeah, man. Ted's my Grand Montana Grill over there, dog. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my boy Jadakus Bond. One touchdown, <laughs> four receptions, 97 yards. Mama, there goes that man. Yes, sir. Y'all stay tuned.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the basketball segment of episode 69 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition. Uh, didn't have a lot of news to talk about. If you have not had a chance, please go watch the WNBA playoffs. Candace Parker is playing like she wants to have her jersey retired while she's playing. Um, no, if you did not watch the end of that Las Vegas Aces versus Seattle Storm game. That was a great WNBA game through regulation. Overtime, you know, Seattle just kind of ran out of the ass. Yes. Sue but Bird was playing, though. Sue was playing. I mean, Asia came down, hit a shot. Bam. You think the game is over. Sue come down, hit a shot. Like, in the corner. No time left. Bam. Then they throw another one in. Girl hit it with the, the fake pivot. Lay it up. And then they go into overtime. And, and this is all within one minute. And I know everybody's like, oh, WNBA is not exciting. That's a damn lie. They're you like basketball exciting. last. That was impressive. I don't mm-hmm. care where, what type of basketball you like. That was it yesterday. For sure. Yeah. Y'all make sure y'all go listen to and watch the WNBA uh, playoffs, man. It has been very, very entertaining to say the least. Uh, but then there's the NBA. And one thing that these major sports – organizations have is great marketing because and they have planned out their calendar so that we talk about the nfl and the nba 12 months out of the year we don't talk about baseball 12 months out of the year we don't talk about golf 12 months out of the year we don't talk about anything else but football and basketball 12 months out of the year (laughs) so why do we say that it's quiet on the front. Kevin Durant said, you know what? I'm going to stay in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving said, you for know now. what? I'm going to stay in Brooklyn for now. Then everybody turned to Donovan Mitchell, and everybody thought that Donovan Mitchell was going to the Knicks. They thought the Knicks were going to mortgage the future and do what they do. They acquired all of these draft picks. And honestly, everything that the Knicks did, in hindsight, was really it could be what? perceived as 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 gearing ready for Donovan Mitchell acquiring eleven picks, first round picks in the first whatever. The reason that you, I'm not going to say that you were preparing for that is going after Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson and and Donovan Mitchell don't make a ton of sense to me. That to you, but to me, it seems like they were going to do that anyway, and we'll get into it, but. That didn't happen. And Donovan Mitchell ended up going to (laughs) being traded to the Cavs. The Cavs, who came out of nowhere for this. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody predicted it. But I didn't believe it was real. I was sure he was a Nick. I knew it. We both said that there's no way he's going to Miami. Miami didn't have enough to give him. And it turns out that Miami never even made an offer. Because uh, they knew they didn't have enough. Yeah, not even wasting my time, nor yours. Now, I, this is a trade. I am not sure it's a good trade. Why? Because can can you go to what they gave up to see what you know to see what they got? So the final haul. Colin Sexton, who ended up with a four-year, $72 million sign-and-trade, 
guaranteed. Not bad for him. And a good basketball player. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Markkinen. That was a push. First round draft pick very, for 2022. Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. But Lloyd Markkinen was very influential in your success this season, being that third seven-footer that they had. He yeah, was but, a, he's the, their starting small forward. He spaced yeah. the floor because he can shoot. He still gave you the height that you needed. He's a decent enough rebounder. Mm, I can see. I I wasn't mad at them for parting with Laurie Marketing. That was the piece that I I was like, well, that's the one they got to get rid of. You got to keep Jared Allen. You got to keep uh, Evan Mobley. He was playing a three. He's not a. He's not really a three though. He's a four. I don't care. It worked. I I would have thrown him in this trade. One hundred percent. I'd have thrown him in this trade. I don't think a team with one year of success should get cute. And I think this is the the biggest effort of getting cute you could have continued up. Then they, they put it they put in the first round draft pick that they got at fourteenth, Ochai I can't Agbajai. Agbajai. Uh, Agbaji. Agbaji. There you go. Agbaji. Yes. yes. So no. basically to me. That's a first-round pick. Correct. At it's that one, point, it, yeah. it's, it's a first-round pick. So then they got they put in – this is the part that I didn't understand. I actually am not mad at all of this at all. I Lori's marketing could have gone. I don't know about Agbaji. Colin Sexton, they've been trying to trade him for two and a half years. Three unprotected first-round picks, which you're going to assume that they're not going to be good. They're going to be at the bottom. But then two pick swaps. So that's five first-round picks plus a first-round pick this year and a player. That's six first-round six first round assets that you gave up for Donovan Mitchell. Now, we have this debate about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert all the time. Who's the better player? Who's the more valuable player? You say Rudy Gobert is both. More, he's a better player and more valuable. I say Rudy Gobert is more valuable because, and Donovan Mitchell is better. Rudy Gobert got four first-round picks. Essentially, this trade is six first-round picks. No way in hell I would have done this. No way in hell I would have done this, but I understand Cleveland doing it. They took a swing for the fences. They took a swing for the fences. You got Garland. You got Garland, who is going to well, average Sometimes what? you swing for the fence and you hit that fence now. 26, 4, and 5, 22, 3, and 9. They still kept Okoro. They still kept uh, – he's the, he's the defensive guy. They still – they kept Karis LeVert, who is now going to go that's back who, to something who is – That's who they should have traded. I would have rather you keep – I'd rather you have Okoro than marketing. Yeah, but why would the Jazz do that? The Jazz may have demanded marketing. <laughs> like, nah, you gonna have to give me. So. You gonna have to give me one of these three. I think that's the part that we're forgetting. Like, we're like the Cavs made an offer. I also think that there could have been other offers, and they countered. It was like, no, we don't want Okoro. We I think want they a got seven-footer. everything. I think they got the best of what was available. I think they got the absolute best of what was available. Because you know that Jared Allen wasn't available. You know that Evan Mobley wasn't available. That everything else, Sexton, I need you to go back and look at his stats from the last time that he played. His stats are about what Donovan Mitchell was. 
I think that Lloyd Marketing was an excellent seven-footer that gave pro- people problems, which I said, hey, this seven-foot lineup doesn't work, and it worked. And then you gave up a first-round pick this year. They, can you show the entire haul for what, for what the Jazz have gotten back? This Oh, uh, dang, I had it right here. You're talking about the whole, oh. No, 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 no. Go to where it says trade. Trade hall. That was this one. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. Keep going right. That's what I was doing. (laughs) Hit it again. That's the Knicks. That's weird. You're missing one. Which one am I missing? Okay, so right here. Uh, it says the there, there it is right there. Oh, the yeah. The Jazz turned Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell into Colin Sexton. Woo! Correct. They got Walker Kessler? Correct. Shout out to Danny Ainge. Robbing the vulnerable old school style, baby. Because the Lakers did get Patrick Beverly from the Jazz because the Jazz signed Patrick Beverly when he was not resigned by the Tim no traded by the Timberwolves in the Rudy Gobert trade. They flipped right. Patrick Beverly for THT and a Stanley Johnson, which was just to fill out the roster. This they is got a heist. Ten first round picks. Colin Sexton, Malik Beasy, Leandro Balmero. The fourth, first, the fourteenth pick and the twenty-second pick, Walker Kessler, and Ag- Agbaji, Jared Vanderbilt, Lori Markin, and Tht Stanley Johnson. This is a whole lot of mid, yes, include, but they have some pieces in there. Colin Sexton, Lori Markin, and I think Walker Kessler's pretty good. Malik Beasley, eh. but seven first-round picks, eh. seven so, first-round so picks, three, t- ten first-round picks it, is crazy. It, some guys that if they don't if they don't immediately jail, you can flip for more picks. Because you'll have guys who will be interested in maybe THT can help me today. Maybe Malik Beasley can help me today. Um, you still got the 14th and 22nd pick in this very draft. You got Colin Sexton, who you know is a more than capable point guard. And then you have seven first-round picks and three first-round pick swaps. Yeah, 10 picks. 10 Real quick. picks. Real Ten quick. In no picks. time. You went from competing for a championship to full reload and got everything you need to at least put yourself in the competition for your boy Victor next year. Just that quick. And, and they're trying to they're talking about uh getting rid of uh Jordan Clarkson. Mike Connolly Jr. and and Bogdanovich. Bajan Bogdan No, we got Bogdan. That's Bajan. Boyan. 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 So you're talking about all of them. You might get more assets. My thing is, I mean, Mike Connolly is is very expensive, but I think he's an expensive expiring. Yeah, he is. Um I don't I don't know where I don't know what you would do with that. 
Because you would think it would have to be another bad team. No. If he's expiring, he'd be a great uh, backup point guard for somebody. Oh, you going but you're thinking about buying him out first. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nobody gonna trade for him. You'd have to buy him out. Well, they're gonna try to probably package him with Jordan Clarkson or package him with Bogdanovich. You're gonna have to package Mike Connolly, expiring contract plus somebody. Nobody's gonna just take him for a pick straight up. No. I, I want, I once again, Atlanta. I know you're probably never gonna listen to me, but please get Jordan Clarkson this time. I, I told you to get him when he was at Cleveland, and then he became Sixth Man of the Year. Please. I don't know how, but please make that happen. That's the guy we can use. That was say, I don't Him know, and Bogey man. off the bench. Yeah, he would be a problem. So, before we move on, uh, let's talk about, let's revisit this conversation real quick. Now the East has Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, James Harden, Kyrie, Drew Holiday, Bradley Bill, LaMelo, Levine, Fred Van Fleet, Holly, Cade, Cunningham. Uh, we still didn't, Halliburton. Even, didn't add Halliburton to that at all. Chris Duarte, um, to name a few. Yep. And it's funny that nobody put uh, Leanne. Um, let's see, LaMelo. Leangelo. What's the first one? No, Leangelo. The first one. Lonzo. Lonzo. Lonzo's hurt. Nobody put Lonzo on there because he's hurt. But Lonzo was playing pretty well as well. I don't know if he was an all-star guy, but there can be six all-star guards in the East, two starters, two reserves, two wild cards. We just named one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen guards. So thirteen guards for eight for Possibly six spots. Possibly, possibly six spots. It's not guaranteed that all of those six will go. Those last two don't have to go to guards. Wild cards. So with that being said, I still think Trey is a lock for Trey is a lock for uh for the all-star i don't i don't see five players better than him on this list to me well, well, shout out to, to, locks. to me shout out my lock picks yep. trey that's really it of this list that we see here, I guess you could say, Har, yeah, Harden, definitely Harden, because, well, you don't think Kyrie a lot? Yeah, I guess you gotta say Trey Harden, Kyrie. <laughs> it ain't the only Kyrie has never played bad. Kyrie has never not played all <laughs> All Star basketball. He just has to physically play basketball. So There's never a point where you're like, "Ooh, Kyrie don't look like an All Star." So Trey Harden Kyrie. That's just the that's bare minimum, right? To me. Now you gotta okay. add it. I think the person now, that's gonna be odd man out right here is like Drew Holiday. He's gonna be odd man out. But, so I you think. gotta think. Now Fred Van Fleet's out of there. Some no, 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 no. I, you, uh, you asked me the name. Indiv- 
Okay, yes, 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 yes. But we got to look at somebody's going to have a really high individually productive season. One of Bradley Beal. Every year. That person, that that has been Bradley Beal's his entire career. So you would assume either him or Levine. Him, him or Levine. Well, that's, that's that highly productive, just straight scorer mode. Because they don't really have any other help. A guy out? Well, he got DeRozan, but... We we assume that those two guys are probably going to do that again. So neither one of those are all star at super high, probably points and probably maybe four or five assists. You assume them to be upper twenties, maybe thirty. Thirty is thirty. Upper twenty. MVP. Yeah. Scoring champ. Got a little aggressive. Yeah, you expect them to be twenty five plus guy, twenty five point plus guys, right? Hmm. I would say it's easier for me to name the people that won't make it off this list. I don't think K makes it. I don't think Halley makes it. I, I don't think Fred Van nope. Fleet makes it. I think he's a sleeper with team success. You like it? Mm. I I think I don't think Drew Holiday makes it. Me neither. So that leaves you a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine oh, and, to and we don't know where they're going to classify Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, you got to put him on there. Um, Lamelo, he probably Lamelo might not make it. But Lamelo is going to have he's going to be another guy who's going to have a high individual stats. He probably I assume he scores more points and has equal to or greater than with assists. At that his point, numbers going to be. At that his point, his numbers going to be difficult to. Well, then you'll probably have to take off the same argument you made for Trey's number going down because DeJounte, you gotta you gotta assume that's gonna happen with Mitchell and Garland. So we ain't even talked about either one of them yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because we ain't talking about DeJounte either. So Yeah. It's re- it might be you tight on this. It might be tied on him though. Wait, wait. I don't know if y'all could do this, but please go back and look at the way Reggie looks at. It's tied on. It's, it's tied on y'all. Like now, you at this point now you're looking more instead of the individual, you're looking more at team, right? That. So then, that's like, the reason that that's a part of this. All of these, you're gonna have one guy super individual success. You're gonna have to take that into account. You're going to have one guy who's going to have way more team success and they'll probably attribute a lot to him. Well, that guy. Then you have the other guys who are just locks, James Harden and Kyrie Irving. To me, me, that team success argument comes into play with Bradley Beal, Levine, and LaMelo. Right? Because Levine and Beal, really, really more Bradley Beal, Drew Holiday, and Levine. Because those three, no, not Drew Holiday, I'm sorry. Bradley, Bill, Levine, and LaMelo. Because like you said, those are your high usage guys. Those are the guys that are going to have a lot. If we're good. If we're good, it's on me. If we're bad, I'm still getting my buckets. But y'all just suck. It's on (laughs) y'all. So if that's the case. If we're good, it's on me. (laughs) If we lose, it's on (laughs) y'all. If that's the case, I would probably go with Levine. I don't know what Washington did this year in the offseason. I don't know who they signed. They got rid of the old boy. 
um, that got hurt. So if that's the case, then I would probably take I. Bradley Beal might not make it. And he gonna and he's gonna be up. <laughs> and he gonna score. And he gonna score, but he ain't gonna do nothing else. Now. <laughs> he gonna score, but he ain't I mean, gonna do nothing else. He's gonna be Donovan Mitchell. Uh, who averages the average? Gonna be twenty five points, and then he gonna have probably about four or five assists. Okay, Donovan Mitchell might be tight on you too. Oh, it's, he's toast. <laughs> it's it's tight. It might be tight on. I mean, because if you put Jalen Brown in there, now it could be tight on Jalen Brown too, because they have more balanced team than Bill. Not taking or, any, They're not taking any shots away from him now. I mean, no. you got Robert Williams at the five. Uh, Al at the four, Tatum at the three, Jalen Brown at the two, Marcus Smart and Brogdon at the one, interchangeable. But none of those guys are, I feel like, are taking any more shots. And I would assume that since Al Horford played sh- straight through last year and they played to the finals, Al probably takes less shots this year. But they, I mean, Al, the only reason that now, now, no. Because when they made it to the finals, some of them games, Al had to get 30. I don't, <laughs> but Al is also our age. I think that that's a long time older. to play basketball in a row and then come back. No, he actually older than us. My bad. I'm 38. Yeah, he, yeah. So, yeah, he played a lot 39. of basketball. I'm not. Because they won at 06, yeah, right? Basketball? And he was in college. I guess, yeah. I guess he was older at 06. That means, yeah. yeah. He's he might be a yeah. he's a, he's a year older than us. Yeah, it's crazy that I feel like Al Horford is ten years older than us, and he's one year older than us. <laughs> God, but yeah, I mean, I just don't. I feel like it's a long time to play basketball. I know he stays in pretty good shape, but I assume he probably shoots less shots this year. I feel like it's still, you know, and I think that they should probably shoot more shots this year because they have Brogdon who can get them into better. That's who I was saying. That's who it was, Brogdon. I don't. So the thing with Jalen Brown, though, since we're here, I mean, this is a whole conversation now. Jalen Brown, when they took, they always took either one or the other out, Jalen Brown or Tatum. So when they were on with the bench, they were the go-to guys. That still could happen, but Brogdon and Derek White seem are very intriguing as your bench guards because they're both big guards that can facilitate, can hit the open shot, can get to the rim. Uh, you won't necessarily need to play Tatum and Jalen Brown with the second team as much. That yeah, might take a what... hit, but that's coaching. I don't know. That's hypothetical. That's me trying to make something on hypothetical. Uh, just off facts, Jalen Brown's one of these six locks. I can tell you that. He one of the locks if he play. And then you put uh, Jason Tatum at a forward because he's a forward anyway. But yeah, I will. I will probably. You know, I'm not. If you want me to be honest, yeah. it's kind of tight on you three. <laughs> it's kind of tight on all three of y'all. It ain't tight. It ain't tight. It ain't tight on none of y'all. Cause y'all better come in here with some reality. Dejounte, this is not your team. And it be. Tight. And I hate to say, it, but your your offensive spectrum does not really carry enough. You gotta, you gotta, gotta shoot. You gotta shoot better. Yeah, you shoot. Better. You could shoot dash if you could shoot the three. And I could understand it, um, unless he averages a triple double, which is which possible. He, is not possible. It's not possible. All those rebounds he was getting, Clint Capella is a rebound. Oh yeah, 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 gonna, yeah, yeah. 
And John Collins is still a top tier rebounder when not next. And yeah, that just won't happen. Everything is going to go down for you. Also, your responsibility goes down. So you should be able to. Yeah, you were really brought here I for mean, defensive purposes. No, but <laughs> but also, no, he's that secondary get to the bucket option. And you at the team's going to have to make decisions. Who do you put your best defender on? Who do you put your second best defender on? And who gets if, cooked if by cons- DeAndre Hunter? <laughs> that that too, because you're gonna have to make a decision between what well, the real decision is. Who do you put on Dejounte Murray? You would assume you put your number one defender on Trey, your number one perimeter defender, which means that Dejounte gets your number two. Historically, the number two. Perimeter guy is not a good defender, i.e. Trey Young. You said the number one perimeter guy is not a good defender? Oh, no, no, the number two. They're typically hiding that guy. Yeah. No, I would say typically the number two perimeter the number two perimeter guy is your primary defender. No, no, no. What I'm saying is the pro- the second defender. So the guy who... The second perimeter defender is typically not very good. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Whoever yeah. the first, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which so is normally going to be Trey or Darius Garland. Well, Mitchell. I don't know because Darius Garland ain't great on defense either. No, they they got this he's small on the back end. Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing that saves him is Evan Mobley and and uh, and Jared Allen. But I think that that's going to. It's like the Hawks. I got to sit. No, hell no. DeAndre Hunter is is a No, I'm talking about having the two guys. That I mean oh, yeah, Jared yeah, Allen yeah, and Clint yeah, Capella yeah. are the same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I'm John talking Kyle, about yeah, you know, but yeah. O- Okoro ain't De- DeAndre Hunter and ain't neither one of them guys DeJounte Murray at guard. I uh, think that we I mean we need to be a top fifteen defense this year. No. We should. I mean you 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 invested in it. So, yeah. but like I said, it might be to me. It's tight on. It's tight on. Well, it's tight. It's tight on whoever is the best team because it's tight on Garland and Mitchell to me. And Garland and Mitchell and Garland's good, but oh, it's the out of all those people. No, it's tightest on Dejounte. Then it's second tightest on Garland. Then it's Mitchell. But that little group right there, <laughs> I don't see no all stars. And now that really puts you in a compromising situation because we saw what we they traded for him. You traded for all all that, and the guy not even an all star. And then you got this group here: the Drew Holiday, who is not flashy at all; um, Bradley Beal, whose team is never good; Lamelo, a lot of money not to be an all star too. Lamelo, Levine. Fred Van Fleet, who's probably not going to put up the best numbers, but he's going to have a. They're going to be have good. Team success. They're going to have team success again. Van Halliburton, Fleet, Halliburton is he, coming. Halliburton is coming. He's not there yet. Cade Cunningham. They have added pieces to their team, but it's it's not. They're not going to be as good. And but Levine is the problem because he gets paid so much money. Hmm. He just he just read up too. He talked yeah, his way into Levine, that contract. Bill, uh, and 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 uh, Donovan, mm-hmm. you have to win. 
Because you can't lose and be that expensive. Yes, you can. I mean, you can. But <laughs> I guess Bill, Bill is that as a lifestyle. Um, he That's what he signed up for. Because he, he was saying I could ask for a trade and go somewhere else. And then, but he's like, no, nah, um, but he didn't. The issue is, is Cleveland will be into the luxury tax if they don't win. That is a problem. Didn't think about that either. Yeah, they will. At least, at least, uh, <laughs> Washington like, Well, we only paying one guy. The rest of you guys can be mad, but we go, we under the tax. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland went for it. I mean, and honestly, they didn't have. This is really it. I mean, what else were they going to do? No, it was not. They didn't have to do this. This is this makes no sense. What? It's a year too so early. So you would rather have Colin Sexton over Dar- Donovan Mitchell? No, you had to have Colin Sexton and all of that capital over Donovan Mitchell. Exactly, 100%. Yeah, I mean, as good as Donovan Mitchell is, you're going to get something close to that out, out of Colin Sexton. No defense, six feet. You're going to get defense out of Colin Sexton. You won't get the explosiveness. Yeah. You're going to exactly. get defense out of Sexton. That's one thing he will do. <laughs> and he will piss but, you off but, when he does it too. Yeah, but for everything that you traded away and it's more expensive – I just can't, and and we all, and me and you have talked through it. You don't even think this guy's gonna be an all star. Mm-hmm. You traded all this for a guy who's not an all star. Shouldn't me. Y'all better was, be top three, top it, four. Not nah, in top three. You gotta assume the Bucks are still perceived to be number one. Oh, I know. That, that, that's what I'm trying to tell you is the, Celtics, the math on this doesn't matter. The Nets, the 76ers. those four are going to be interchangeable for the top four seeds. Everybody Plus, else, all these other people are on teams that are jockeying for position in five through play-in. Hold on. Say the teams one more time. Bucks, 76ers, Nets. Um, Bucks, Bucks, 76ers, Nets. I said, I said the other one. Bucks, 76ers, Nets. Oh, where do you, where's Miami? Not there. Um, Celtics, 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 Bucks, 76ers, oh. Celtics, Nets. Yeah, Miami's not there. They lost their defense. No. So, what did you so, What did you tell me about Miami? If you put your If you put your trust and faith <laughs> in Max Struess to replace PJ Tucker on defense, you will lose. I Miami mean, didn't add anybody to their team that I can think of of no. significance. Nobody. Baby. Matter of fact, didn't the Celtics just sign Marquise Morris? Or was that the Nets? Nets. The Nets. Nets. Yeah, yeah. So you got those top four teams, and then everybody else. Now the team that probably could fall out of that top four would be the Celtics. Ironically, they're the team that could fall to the fifth, sixth, or seventh seed <laughs> if it happens. I mean, but I'm saying that, but. I'm just thinking the more that I look at this Donovan Mitchell trade. A little cloudy looking at that Lakers championship ring. I You got to show me how it makes sense for you to trade all this guy who is not going to be an all-star. You got And and you don't believe your team is going to be a top three team. So you struggling and you traded away all of this. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm deep off in this now. I'm reading the comments. Uh, folks is like you know Ben Simmons was classified as a guard, and I was like, no, nah, he's a he's a forward. But 
There's uh, more. There's more players too. That's like this, the reason I this just. This gets interesting. I, I'm trying to tell people. You know, people think I'm a hater because I'm like, oh, this is not a good track. What about Tyrese Maxey? We had, these are all established players. Tyrese Maxey bust out of last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's under the assumption that nobody knew. Nobody else team. takes a step forward. Which, what has happened every year for the last, like, three or four years? Somebody knew is Walt. LaMelo, Trey, um, every Dude. year there's been an addition of a guy who's all-star level. And if you want to talk about sleeper guards, man, I mean, Halliburton has got to be a sleeper guard. You got to talk about, I mean, let's say it. The Magic got better. The Magic got better just by keeping everybody and yep. getting healthy. And, and, they got and Cole and Anthony and Suggs, and they got uh, Banchero. Uh, Banchero. They got another. So yeah, I mean, when it comes to guards – one of those guys could take a step forward just from having more talent around. But see, okay. Although well, actually, is Ben Carroll is probably going to be more of a ball handler, though. But he's still a, a guy who can get to the bucket, so he's going to be a guy who's going to help get assists for the guards. Mm-hmm. So, and and it's frustrating because people are like, oh, you said Trey's a fringe all star. You talk crazy. You know how many guys who are that level who could be a fringe all star? It's not an insult. It's just that. Well, I think. I think. Room. Well, no, no. I think Trey is better than most of the people on that list. He's better than Garland. Yeah, but better if, than Mitchell. If we don't start out great and somebody else does, or if Trey stumbles out of the block, but to me, yeah. I think he's established himself as. And, and you're gonna have to be realistic. I mean, you you assume his points and assists go down. That's gonna put him closer to everybody else. I assume his points stay the same. I assume assists go down. You think he's going to score 30 points? I can see him scoring between 25 and 30 points off the ball cuz all he got he ain't got to facilitate or I don't know. I don't I don't I I don't know. I honestly don't know how this works. Do you think he's going they're going to take the ball out of his hands? One of them has to happen. And that which yeah. one do you think is going to happen? I think you take the, he already he already they already talked about him working with Steph and working off the ball. They're taking the ball out of his hands more. I don't think I don't think it'll be a fifty fifty. I still think it'll be a seventy okay. thirty. But I think they'll definitely See, I, take the ball out of his hands more. I think the ball will be in his hands and then he'll be like, Okay, I'll play off the ball, but give me the ball. What does that mean? <laughs> I play off the ball, I mean I'll run a, around the court and then you call the play for no, me. No, no, okay. And hit me in the so corner of the shoot. Like, it's like, all right, well, I'm gonna be the facilitator, I'm gonna be the facilitator, I'm gonna be the facilitator, right? So I'm gonna have the ball in my hand the majority of the time, right? Then he's going to be like, all right, well, DeJounte, take the ball. All right, I'm off the ball. Run the play for me every time. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. Um, Which is a way where he keeps the ball in his hands more than everybody else. Yeah, I mean. I can see them using it. So that's kind of what Steph does, though, right? So Steph is off the ball with Draymond. Draymond normally. Draymond brings the ball up the court. Then they run a play for Steph. And when Steph gets the ball, if the play don't run, he decides, okay, I'm going to drive, kick, or I'm going to back up and either get past you or I'm going to shoot, shoot you over, shoot you in the face. One or the other, right? So I think you could see that. I think Trey being an iso ball or Trey, I think the pick and roll becomes your, with Trey and John Collins becomes your second play. 
I think your first play, you'll have DeJounte Murray bring the ball up and you run the play for Trey. And then he decides from there. Because with DeJounte being the primary ball handler now, you can't double Trey. You can't try to trap Trey. You can't trap DeAndre, Deontay, DeJounte, DeJounte because he's 6'5", 6'4", and he can actually, he's a little yeah, bit bigger just, than Trey. You're not going to be able to, like, big boy him into a corner. And he, mm-hmm. I mean, he plays a little tougher, a little bit stronger. But we also, I mean, he's, and he's a better ball handler strong. than anybody yeah, else yeah. that we had. Like Kevin Herter, he was a ball handler, but he wouldn't always just go. Like Dejounte gonna go to the rim if you don't. Yeah, you try to double trade and he give him at the top of the key. It's a wrap. Yeah, Kevin Herter, I don't know if he would have done that. So I could yeah, see and- where Trey's numbers may take a dip assist wise, but I think his scoring will probably stay and maybe go down two points. So from third twenty nine and eight. To twenty seven. I need. We need him down to twenty five. Twenty five and ten, at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. And what? So what do you? What do you think Dejounte gonna score? I think Dejounte will be more of a seventeen, ten, and eight guy. Seventeen. You can get rid of them. You can get rid of them rebounds. Those rebounds are dead. Rebounds gonna. Okay, gonna seventeen. I think Dejounte's a fifteen and ten, seventeen and ten guy. So you think we're gonna have two guards that average double digit assists? I don't think Trey averages double digit assists playing off the ball. I think he average. I said his assists go down. His scoring uh, stays the same. His assists go down. He probably adds, averages 27, 28. Well, I say if his scoring stays the same, his assists go down. If his scoring go down, then I think his assists go up. Ideally, I mean, you have you have both of them averaging. Ideally, you have both of them averaging 25, 8, and 8. Or 25, 8, and whatever. Right? Ideally. Oh. Or 20, 20, 20, 20, and 8. Yeah. Ideally, I have both of them at like 20 and 10. I have Which Bogey is with all-star. 15, That's all-star 15. worthy. If both of them yeah. average 20 and 10, that means we're in the top four in the standings, and we are – they're both going to the all-star game at that point. You can go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and pull up that post right now to say you <laughs> who will not make it. If both of them average 20 and 10, <laughs> you gone – you gone. <laughs> you out of there. All y'all gone. And both of them have a 2018. <laughs> I can tell you that now. All that money y'all just spent is for nothing. <laughs> Hope you get your money back. You can't. You can't get it back. If both of them average 20 and 8, 20 and 10. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, you can kiss the baby. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really think DeJounte is probably about 20, hopefully like 20 and 9, 20 and 10. I would like to see Trey at like 20 and 10. Bogey could, at like 50. I forgot about Bogey. DeAndre Hunter, you still need like somewhere between 12 to 15 points out of him. 17 out of John Collins. You know what I just thought about? So, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, we're not doing an ATL edition because we're doing uh, the Around the League edition. It's a holiday, plus we're doing a uh, NFL preview. So we didn't really talk about the Hawks. We were just talking about basketball. You know what I just thought about? No more Clint Capella bunnies. There's no reason to throw Clint Capella in the ball trying to post up unless there's somebody smaller than him. Everybody, because you have too many other options. You got Trey, DeJounte, Bogey, Hunter, John Collins. There's no reason to run a play for Capella. I'm going to tell you, I'm not against the John Collins Hunter, Bogey, DeJounte, DeJounte Trey, Trey. 
I don't think anybody Especially is. to close that's our, out That's games. our death lineup because everybody can shoot. Jeez. Now, the only thing I'm against the only on guy that, who can't shoot. But the only, only thing I, about that is you you can only run that against certain teams. You can't run that. You can't put John Collins on Joel Embiid. Or no, 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 or no, 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 no. But I'm going to tell you, team, the majority of teams we can. The only teams that you really can't do that, you can do that against. The Nets. You, you can, can do, do that. that against the Celtics. You can do that against the Raptors. You can do that against. The Heat. The Heat. You do can that do that against the, the Pacers. The Hornets. You can do that against the vast majority of people, honestly. You just can't do that against the Bucks, the Nets. The MVPs. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Bucks, the Cavs. You can't do that against the Cavs. Nah, 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 nah. Uh-uh. Nah, nah, Evan nah, Mobley nah, kill DeAndre yeah. Hunter. <laughs> I love DeAndre Hunter. Evan Mobley would just destroy him. Um, But, yeah. I don't, I don't believe that either. I was I, I as good as, as Mobley is, Hunter is stronger than Mobley, easily. Think so? Easily? Yeah, he's gonna hell yeah. DeAndre Hunter is one thing he is. You saw what he did to Bam. Yeah, he pissed Bam off. Evan Mobley is <laughs> seven he, feet two fifteen. He's only two fifteen. Okay, DeAndre Hunter is stronger than that man for sure. And I mean, as good as Mobley is as a DeAndre Hunter, two six eight, two twenty five. Exactly. You're Clint, not gonna do all that dribbling in front of DeAndre Hunter. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Uh, I, John may be able to hang with Mobley. John two twenty six now. Absolutely. Like that's the reason the things that I'm saying are not. Ain't no crazy. way John Collins two twenty six. No, this is multiple. As of the end of last year, John Collins has gotten his weight up to two twenty six. Wow. Hey, man, I try to stay off the hype train when it comes to the Hawks. I'm trying to to change, turn over a new leaf and not get excited. But DeJounte <laughs> make and don't forget A.J. Griffin. He's everybody has completely forgotten that he exists because he's a rookie. I think that well, this yeah, is going to we be forget, the first. Well, that's not his fault. We We forgot he exists because of Nate. But I think <laughs> that there's the pressure that he's they're going to have to play a rookie. And he does fit into the one thing that we want to do, shoot threes. Why do you have to play a rookie? You have – why? Because I think that they're – They're still not I even talking about playing Jalen in his second year. I'm talking about – well, Jalen is – he's going to – okay, so I think that you're going to have to play a young guy because the narrative is now that Nate doesn't play young guys. And then why would you sign all you, of those other players? Just in case. You signed Mo Harkless. You signed the Holiday Brothers. Uh, Solomon Hills of the world. If it don't work out with the guys who we really would like for it to work out, let's find some guys who we know can at least do the job. It's exactly what Solomon Hill was. If it doesn't work, if Jalen doesn't fit immediately, hey, Harkless, you can get out there. You can play NBA basketball as a backup. Yeah. Okay, Jalen may... But I think the AJ Griffin and the fact that he's like six 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 seven, and his thing is shoot the ball, shoot the three. Oh yeah, oh yeah. AJ Griffin is six 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 seven. Exactly. If he can play defense, that's the. If there's he one way that you can make the, the but I'm saying the one way that you can play on Nate's oh, yeah. team is to play yeah. defense because he, that's yeah. the only way you're gonna get on the court. If you play defense, he's like kind of a Tom Thibodeau type guy. If you play yes. defense, I'll let you play. Which on this team, 
Yeah, and you'd be guarding the fourth best player, right? You they're not gonna put yeah. any different on Kevin Durant <laughs> or Kate Cunningham. No, and you and you're gonna be playing against the backups. Yeah, we'll see, man. The Hawks are an interesting team. I want to see him play. I hope you see him play. I also hope that he's not injured. Yeah. Um, but that was a nice little. Real quick, before, before we go, before we go, before we go, I do want to um, acknowledge a few things because we definitely reported on the downfall and demise um, yeah. of Montrez Harrell. Not downfall, but we, we definitely talk shit about him. Unfortunate, yeah. I mean, I talk shit. Like, you, 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 I talk shit because you should know better to me. I, but, talk, I talk shit on both cases on this one. Mm-hmm. This is clearly this man's summer pack. <laughs> you know, now, now that weed is legal <laughs> then yeah but also bro you need to just put this much weed in the car next to you why were you, you in kentucky a... i mean I, i'm not asking oh he went to didn't he go to louisville no montrez harrell yeah he went yes. to louisville that's why he was in yeah there we go why are you in virginia it. reggie i went to hampton that's why i'm there okay <laughs> i get it i see well, what you're I saying mean, but i had to think about yeah, it yeah but yeah, my thing is, is bro, you got to know. Virginia and Kentucky you're, are two different places. Yeah. That and you're the money. Once you become the money, you got to move a little different. I always you know? talk about it ever since Mike Vick. Why would you be the one on the lease? Put somebody else on the lease. Put yeah. somebody else. Why are you there? Yeah. You are. I would, that, come on, man. You're the golden goose. That is my, that's my only. Hey, bro, I'm going to rent the car for you. I'll pay for the gas. And I'll get you straight when you get there. All I need you to do is just follow me. That's it. Don't do nothing I, stupid. I no swerving. Yeah. Like I, it's to me. No, do whatever you want to. That's your car, and it's not in my name. It's in somebody else's. Somebody else's name. Yeah. But I just need. I just need you to to just get this package from point A to point B. So the charge will be expunged from his record after 12 months if Harold gets in no further legal trouble. So he definitely when he, he definitely called somebody he knew. Somebody yeah. called. He got a lawyer that somebody knew, kind of like at Hampton. Well, that, Same I mean, thing that's that the other part about it is he's still a Louisville alum and, you know, played for one of their best teams. Yeah, y'all fix this. Mm-hmm. But just you would hope that in the future, man, just – yeah, pay somebody like everybody else do. It's already somebody carried the money in the first place. Do what you're supposed to but do. But I forget. He is from Tarboro, North Carolina. He probably keep his money and everything with him. Yeah. I, you know, I know a lot of people like that, too. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but man. Shout out to him for, for not going to jail. At the end of yeah. the day, he is, he's not a felon. It is now a misdemeanor and everything. So I'm shout glad out they to got him. That, got that taken care yeah. of. We talked about this Saturday, but shout out to Gallo, man. Prayers up for him, T's and P's. It has now been confirmed that it is a torn ACL. When we first reported on it, they were talking about uh, his ACL was still intact. It is now confirmed the 33-year-old tore his ACL in the left knee, the same one that he tore in 2013. At 33 years old, that's that's tough. I think that's it. That's tough. For me, man. Number one, you know, he gave us gave us a lot of good minutes. He played very tough. Two years of good basketball from Gallo. I don't I don't have any issues, no beef with Gallo. I was happy. I was happy. I was happy he got another shot. 
which I assumed that he would. I was also a little nervous that he went to the Celtics because I know how good he can be. And he knows how he plays against us all. I mean, he played against, played with us. He played against our team in practice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I also think that an ACL that you tore nine years ago, you tear again at your, in in your thirties, mid thirties too. He's 34. Yeah. Mid thirties with limited mobility already. This could very well be. I don't know, man. I, I think, I think the way that his game plays, He'll come back. Uh, he's definitely in the latter stages of his career, similar to how Dirk played. Dirk was yeah. just out there. But but he, like could, you, he could hit that one shot, rich. though. You're rich. You, you know, he's he's Italian, and he's he's one of those guys who spends a lot of time in Italy. What am I really trying to t- – I've got to take a year off to rehab, and then i got to get back in shape. I'll be 35, almost 36 years old before I can really play basketball anywhere near – the level that I was playing with before. And you right. never know. It's, and the one thing that you do have being from overseas that overseas players do have is look at the Gasol brothers. You could always just go back to your country and play there. Yeah. He could go back and play yeah. in Italy till he 40 get paid. Yeah. It won't get paid millions of dollars, but I mean, he'll get paid a nice salary based yeah. on the living there. You, you could live in a chateau and be good to go. Say that bar that you did there. <laughs> Reggie did. <laughs> Reggie uh, did. Come on, man. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the basketball segment. We are actually probably going to cut this up a little bit for the Around the League edition. Um, I will release this basketball segment in its entirety by itself on YouTube, and then I'll cut this down because uh, we have 50 minutes. <laughs> but it was good conversation. Um so make sure if you're listening to this during the podcast, go back, go to YouTube, and you can listen to the entire basketball segment and the debate we have with the six guards. Uh, we are now going to get into some football news, man. Y'all stay tuned. We got some football mm, news. Mm. Boy. Oh, we sure go get into football, huh? football. SEC is strong. I learned my lesson. Never bet on the Alliance, uh, even if you hate Reggie the SEC did. team. <laughs> oh, you did too, though. Y'all stay tuned. Oh, boy. So you just going to make sure that I get under the bus Come with you. You picked Oregon. Y'all uh, stay tuned. You are. <laughs> I- and we're back, ladies and gentlemen, episode 69 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition. It is now time to talk about an epic football weekend in college football. Man, we had some great games. We had some great finishes. We sure did have some great games. (laughs) We We surely did. (laughs) We had some great finishes. So before we get to who we really want to talk about, let's go ahead and run through these scores real fast. Um, Just so we can see. any of you guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know you don't care about any of these guys, Norwood, but I do want to bring. Oh, what you right? I I'm do right. want. I I do. I care about myself, and I care about how right I am. That's what I do care about. Oh, what this is a great about? place to start right here. If you look at Central Michigan and you look at Oklahoma State, Oklahoma 58-44. State unranked fourteen points. So before we go this through the, the, the let's before we go through the scores, tell me 
why do you feel like you're being right? You said what? That there are a lot of teams in the top 25 that don't deserve to be here. And I'll give you the full statement. I said, my team, we're not one of the best teams in the country. We're not here to blow the doors off of everybody. We're we're doing what we can with what we have. Mm-hmm. I think that is a fair and reasonable assessment of my team's skill level right now. But what I also said was you guys have a lot of bums right now who are in this top 25 who are more like my team than what I would consider a top 25. This being one of the cases. Let's right talk about here. bum number one. <laughs> yes, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is Central look, Michigan. And if I look very closely, that looks like 22 points in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, Central Michigan almost came back, actually. Exactly. Continue. So, so then you got West Virginia and Pittsburgh. I actually think Pittsburgh is a pretty good team. Um, Unranked? One touchdown? Well, I think Pittsburgh is a pretty good team. Yeah. Wake Forest and VMI, uh, 44 nothing. West For those are listening, West Virginia lost to Pittsburgh 38-31 in Pittsburgh. And then you have Michigan State and Western Michigan. Didn't really look real impressive. Um, 35-13, it is what it is. Alabama played Utah State, of course, 55 to nothing. Uh, hey, no, 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 no. It was a, it was a rough, rough, rough weekend for the state of Utah. Thoughts and prayers to you guys. Um <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think year. anybody in the state of Utah thought this game was going to end up any different. Uh, thought about the other one. <laughs> then you had Notre Dame and Ohio State, which was actually a really good game. Shout out to the world. Shout out to uh, Ken Davis for winning the bet against the Splash Cast. We took the over. The over was 60, 59 points. We thought this was going to be a shootout, and it was not. Hey, I'm gonna say this because you like to say everybody's bums and impersonators. Neither one of these teams are top ten teams to me. Well, not I'll say Ohio State is top ten. Notre Dame is not. Um, well, they 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 ain't too. Well, let me tell you, because Reggie's being nice. Ohio mm-hmm. State is not a number two team in the country. You can get that the hell on out of your mind. Uh, Notre Dame, you're not a top ten team. You you're lucky to be top five. I mean, yeah, you're lucky to be. Is that five or nine? Both of them is wrong. You're not uh, that. Notre Dame is five. Uh, You're not uh, that. <laughs> so, uh, for what I got from this game is, one, Notre Dame's defense is really good. Um, Ohio State is might be a little overrated. They don't really have a run game. Their defense seems to be pretty good. But... I mean, they were down at halftime. They were down at halftime. Yeah, they were down at halftime. They were down 10-7 at halftime. They didn't score any points in the second quarter. Notre Dame ended up going, didn't score in the second half. You know, it's hard to keep Ohio State. Now, it is hard to keep Ohio State from scoring, but I don't know if I was. Go ahead. Ohio State, this will not last long. Uh, The Mm, good thing is you play play in the big. I was about to say you play in the Big Ten. You probably get to skate at least for a little bit longer. Okay. Notre Dame, oh man, thoughts and prayers to you when you play USC. They're going to put on a party. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. And Clemson. Gonna... Notre Dame got a hell of a schedule. Clemson, I'm not as worried about, but I'm going to tell you right now. USC is going to get more than 10 points. If you can't score but 10 points, good luck and Godspeed. 
Yeah. Yeah, Notre Dame. And I, I will say that one. anybody. Notre Dame <laughs> putting y'all on notice. Notre Dame still has out of these two teams, Notre Dame is the team that could they both could afford a loss because it's the beginning of the season. Um, but Notre Dame has probably the easiest way to play in their way. They can play themselves into the playoff because they don't have they don't have a conference yeah. title game. Ohio State has to win, pretty much win out in order to make it to the to the playoff. Absolutely, you can't. You're not a two ten. No, yeah. So you're one L. Right, day. C.J. Stroud, Heisman campaign, rough start, rough start. Now you did lose Jackson Smith and Jigba, their first, uh, their number one receiver. But I mean, they ain't like they. It was a crazy play. They just hit him really hard and. Folded him up on the sideline. He got hurt. Notre Dame is for real. Their defense is for real. Their offense has a little bit of ways to go, but their defense is for real. Not afraid of them at all. <laughs> and then uh, in the game, one of the games we picked, I picked Georgia, nor would pick Oregon. You're a piece of trash. <laughs> no, you're you know that I was, you know, I, I was, I was handcuffed into a situation where I could never support your team. But I also know that Oregon can never beat an SEC team because they're Oregon. Uh, and, and when I say that this game was over before it started, my dad and I watched the game. And I always say things like, you can tell who's going to win the game at the coin toss. Because normally an SEC team is just way bigger than any other team they play. And that was pretty much what happened here and Oregon has the best inside linebacker duo in the country they have the number one offensive line yeah. that's what they said that's what they ESPN Big Ten I mean Pac-12 Network all the Bleacher Report Oregon has the number one offensive line coming back Georgia lost 15 starters Georgia lost 89 percent of the snaps on their defense Oregon has all of these weapons. Georgia, Oregon has signed Georgia's defensive coordinator. They know how he knows how to attack Georgia. Blah, 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 blah. So I do have a question for you. And then this happened. Before you ask that question, this happened. Right? We'd already went down and scored. And then this happened for Oregon's second drive of the game. Once that interception happened by a true freshman, Malachi Starks, I said, oh, Oregon don't stand a chance. That's it. It's over with. He don't. He ain't even a starter. And it's Bo Nix. What was your question, though? So my question is, you know, they hired this guy from Georgia. Mm-hmm. When did you think he knew that his team could not compete? Do you think he went into the game knowing, oh, we're going to get yes. destroyed? I think he knew that when he signed with Oregon last year. Hey, who y'all play first? <laughs> Georgia. Damn. That's why his his press conference was so upbeat after the Hey, man, you know, everything is here in front of us. We got everything. We can still go out and win the Pac-12 and blah, 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 because you knew you weren't going to win this game. All these players that are playing for Georgia, he recruited. He knew what was up. He knew knew about Malachi Starks. Didn't even happen. Hey, man, this is a scrimmage. (laughs) This is a scrimmage for us. No, it's a scrimmage for them. This is for us to get better. Said, hey, this is a very nice jamboree here. Bo Nix, this is the Bo Nix we know and love. Throws another oh, pick. Oh, no. Look at his no. offensive coordinator. He was so mad. Look, 
Bo, what are you doing? He threw it. And Chris Smith, Chris Smith, Chris Smith, number 29 made this pick. We were watching this game. I was like, yo, he's everywhere. He started the season off last year with Clemson, pick six. Do not put that camera on me. I cuss too. <laughs> I do everything too much for you to, to have that camera on me. Well, Bo. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I'm every time I have a piece of paper right there. Every time it's time for something. Right? <laughs> well, look, hey, could you please? That's like when you go have a work meeting. Could you please turn on your camera? <laughs> my camera ain't oh, working. Yeah, have, my camera ain't working. These notes here that I can read. Because <laughs> Bo Nix, man, if there's you one thing that he is, he is, he is consistent. He can. Georgia broke him his freshman year, and that was that. You can't break my song. <laughs> <laughs> and Beyonce Nix. So then you had Oregon. Um, so Georgia beat Oregon, and we'll get back. We'll have more conversation. I just want to get through the scores because we got to talk about Florida too. A very impressive win. Uh, Texas A and M skated against Sam Houston. The only reason, really, Texas A and M really was up one like this is because they had a weather delay. Before the weather delay, Sam Houston and Texas A and M were zero zero going into the end of the first quarter. Texas A and M. You're in trouble. And here we go. Oh, that, that ain't, that the number ain't 17 ain't gold, Utah against favored Florida. Florida. Oh, you're a piece of trash. <laughs> you're a piece of trash. Let me tell you that. You slipped that Mickey in there. <laughs> so Florida. Um, oh, Gambit. Florida beat Utah in Florida. Utah. I picked Utah Ooh. to win. Florida beat Utah in Florida. I picked Utah to win. Uh, I picked Utah to win strictly because there's no way I could pick Florida. And because Utah was the number seven team in the nation. And I honestly didn't believe in Florida. But everybody else in the Splash Cast versus the world uh, said you don't bet against the SEC. And even the Georgia fans in there voted for Florida to win this game. And I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Not only did Florida win this game. They were Anthony Richardson just launched his Heisman. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson just lost launched his Heisman campaign. Now he'll have to go undefeated and be the reason that Florida wins the national championship for him to win the Heisman. But he has just launched his Heisman campaign. He was doing stuff. Now this was the end of the game where actually Florida's defense made a play. Interception by Bernie. I don't know who Bernie is. Interception by number two. His name is Bernie. That's how much. Yes. That's how little I know about Florida. Uh, <laughs> this game winning Bernie to you. Game no, not to me. To you, I don't care. He won the game <laughs> with that one. So yeah. So Bernie won. Um, Bernie in Florida made a game saving win. Uh, Anthony Richardson was seventeen to twenty four, one hundred and sixty eight yards passing. 168 yards passing really wasn't – the passing was not impressive. It wasn't disrespectful. I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I'm saying what he did with his legs, what he did with his legs was was what started off his Heisman campaign to me. What he did with his legs in the jump two-point conversion. The, those two plays are the reason that Florida won. 
And those two plays are the reason that everybody is making a big deal out of Anthony Richardson right now. If I could find it, I think I got it. Oh, that's Florida State. So while he tries to find this clip, uh, Anthony Richardson was actually very accurate during this game. He threw it. He throws it a little bit harder than I would like for him to. Yeah. <laughs> it's one speed. He, he's, yeah. <laughs> but he definitely throws it harder than I would like him to. But it allows him to complete the ball into smaller windows. Uh, that the the rushing part for me was something I already knew. I knew he was mobile. I know that he had that skill set, but the ability to constantly throw in the pocket and hit players in small windows and make sure the guys are open—that is the most important part to me. He did that consistently. He threw the bomb when we when we needed it. And that play that he had the 45-yard run on, I don't care what anybody says. He knew he was running from the get-go. He set him up with a deep look, froze the secondary, and then he took off. He said, I got one guy to beat on the left side. I got, I can beat one yeah, guy. Yeah, that was, that was just bad. That was a pre-snap read that they didn't have anybody on the left side of the field or the right side of the defense. And I was like, oh, he about, I was watching. I was like, oh, he about to score right here. <laughs> There's nobody yeah, we, over but, there. But he froze him when he dropped back. He looked to the right. So as a secondary player, you have to look over there to see what he's going to throw at. And then as soon as you did that, he's like, oh, you you took the bait. <laughs> I'm out of here, my friend. Adios, mi amigo. And out the door he went. It was one dude. And poor guy. It's nothing you can do with Andy Richardson in open six, field. But open six, four, him, 250. I will say the, the speed difference between the SEC and Pac-12 between these two games, it was – it was it was ridiculous. It Florida looked so much faster than Utah. Although Utah did let Florida did let a white receiver go wild crazy against him. That dude for Utah okay, was going crazy. Let me clarify. Let me clarify that before we get too far away from it. I talked very bad about Utah. I did. I came here with absolutely no respect. Uh, Travion, the running back, he is an NFL running back, and I honestly, <laughs> yes, sir. I don't know why they stopped running right the ball. Now, that was my objection. They win the game if they keep running the ball with him because if Reggie, you, Reggie was 100% right. We are faster than Utah, but they are stronger than us. And they were just <laughs> dogging us. When they were running the ball, it was nothing we could do. He averaged five yards a carry. I don't know over there who's uh, looking at game plan, but five yards every two times, the first down, you... <laughs> You blew it. You lost that game. I want to make it very clear. As much as I appreciate how well Florida played, had Utah stuck to their guns and not got cute at the end, they would have won the game. With that said, that quarterback Cam Rising, he's not he's not anything necessarily to write home about. Oh, for Utah? He doesn't have yeah. He yes. doesn't have the most masterful skill set. Mm-hmm. But he's one of those guys who's crafty. He finds a way to constantly get his first downs. He can throw it enough, and he's mobile enough that he he kept getting first downs on us. It wasn't. Yeah, he was just. Crappy. I want it. Yes, he was effective, and 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 sometimes you just that's all you got to be. Is he good at this or that? Nope, but but he's effective, and that dude is a tight end, not a wide, uh, not a wide receiver, but he is another guy. I don't, and I don't know if he's just college good or if he'll be that good in the pros. But well, he found a way to get open he, in he space. Was cooking y'all DBs. And he the, especially it. in the first half. 
I was like, damn, he is cooking the DPs right now. Now he is a he's like a tight end wide receiver hybrid type of guy. I don't know how I don't know what that speed looks like on the very next level. Mm-hmm. But his ability to catch and run routes are without a doubt. You know, they they're legit. I saw it. And and they they only had him and one other dude. I think his name was Nele or Lele. I can't think of it right now. But you knew it was going to one one or two of them the whole game. And yet somehow he found a way to still get it every time. That's impressive. And like I told you, that running back, he's the real deal. He yeah. made me a believer. Now, Florida did surprise a lot of people. And you could tell by how uh, Anthony Richardson, SEC Offensive Player of the Week, Britton Cox, transferred from UGA. He is on a war path to, for, self, for respect. He is telling everybody that I am the best defensive player in the SEC. He made that claim at the end of last year. He talked about it all in the offseason. He talked about it after this game. He posted a tweet. I had 10 tackles, three and a half for loss. I want my respect and a sack. Hey, and you and you also better look at Ventrell Miller. He's not no slouch out there either. We, we have a few players who I think are really good. I just I need y'all everybody else. Y'all secondary is where y'all weak spot is right now. It is. Y'all D line yeah. is good. Y'all secondary is y'all weak spot. Also, no, Utah was get, if it, Anthony Richardson was very good in running and everything, but when he ain't run, Utah was getting there. So yeah, we need we need to do better in pass protection. But I don't care what anybody says. An- Anthony Richardson might be the most talented quarterback in the SEC. Might not be the best, but I don't think that there's anybody who is as fast as him and has as live as an arm of his. Yeah. Um, and they don't even I, have I, him top five. We had this at uh this is a long discussion on Florida and, and Utah because the Georgia Oregon game just there was nothing to talk about for Oregon. Well, was there there's not there's no nothing. Takeaways. There was nothing to talk watch. about from that team except for damn Georgia has a lot of offensive weapons. Like that that was and they really and I said this and I'm being funny and I don't want people to take this out of context because flush, I'm being flush funny. that tape in the down the toilet. There's nothing you can take away from that. Let's not watch this. Georgia beat them with only the white people. Like they threw the Stetson Bennett, Lad McConkey, and <laughs> and that's it. Lad McConkey. That is the reason that I have no respect for Oregon, <laughs> and I will never have respect for you. If you can lose to Stetson Bennett and Lad McConkey, you can beat yourself. There is no reason for you to Stetson talk. Stetson Bennett. Me. Now Stetson Bennett Heisman Trophy campaign has started too. That's a lie. We know, Reggie. He threw for four hundred yards, three hundred fifty-eight yards, and three touchdowns. Anthony and he ran for thousand. one. Anthony Richardson might have a thousand points. Hey, we ain't talking about hypotheticals. Okay, you take that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it then. I just said I said it started come. it. I said it started. Now, Will Anderson will Will Anderson will come in the morning time, and I want you to remember exactly how good you think he is. Um, when that when that dude who like a cyborg starts shooting through it, <laughs> we don't play Will Anderson to the SEC title game <laughs> if we get there. And they get there. We don't play them this year. We don't play nobody. This was it. (laughs) We play this, us, we play them, and y'all in the SEC East. I think we play Arkansas and Mississippi State. Like, we don't play nobody. And Arkansas won. So, we're going to go ahead and say there that they're going to increase our resume too. Y'all the ones that play 
LSU. Well, Trash. obviously LSU ain't it because LSU lost to Florida State. It probably the most impressive game or entertaining game. I won't say impressive, entertaining game. It was Brian Kelly starting his uh starting his regime. Uh, Florida State. Nobody picked them to win. They have been down since they got rid of Willie Taggart. Uh, they beat Duquesne a thousand to nothing last week. And all of a sudden, it was a back and forth game. LSU looked like they were totally lost. They played Jaden Daniels. Florida State blocked the field, game tying field goal to win the game. And this is and this video is going to start over because there was just pure chaos in the fourth quarter. It was a back and forth, pretty good game the whole game. It wasn't nothing crazy. Um, both played, both teams playing. Jaden Daniels was making plays. LSU muffed the punt after they got a three and out after scoring to cut it to 24-17. They muffed the punt. This is game over. There's only two minutes left in the game. The Also, let's stop here. College, you cannot advance a punt. If that were the pros, that would have been a touchdown. Correct. So then Florida State gets the ball, trying to run out the clock and score. They run a toss sweep at the goal line and fumble the ball at the one-yard line with 80 seconds left in the game. This is, first of all, I just want to to take some time here because this is somewhat bad play on the field. But this is poor clock management. This is this is great clock play management. calling. <laughs> they got to the one. They went 99 yards in 79 seconds. Well, I mean, I'm talking about the events leading up to this. There are so many things. You First of all, you don't run a toss sweep to run At the out. the one-inch line. <laughs> it's like it's, it's almost like some of these people have never even been to a football game before or thought about the strategy of the game. Uh, but this is so fitting for the start of Brian Kelly's venture into the SEC. I was about to bring it up. He's had a tumultuous beginning in the SEC. He's had a lot of players leave. Uh, their star defensive tackle, Mason Smith, tore, I'm going to say tore, we don't know, hurt his knee, celebrating a sack. Which is unfortunate because that's what you do after you get a sack, you celebrate. And he came down. But that's that's going to be the part that people get to know him as. Oh, you're the guy who got hurt. No, he's definitely going to the NFL. That dude's going to the NFL. You'll know him as the guy that got hurt that made it to the NFL. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, put that at the end. Put that at the end. Make sure now nah, you're right. You're 100 right. That's the first question they're gonna ask about. But put, he will be an NFL player at the end. He is. You can make fun of him now. That dude is. He was. He was killing before he got hurt. Um, Brian Kelly. If you don't remember, he had the exit what? from Notre Dame. Who doesn't remember? Uh, he then got to LSU and tried to have a fake accent. And then he loses like 10 players in the transfer portal. And then now they start and they lose to Florida State in New Orleans. That's a home game. Then afterwards, the star receiver and number one draft prospect, first round draft prospect, Kayshawn Boutte, Boutte, B-O-U-T-T-E, Kayshawn Boutte, Bless you, bless you. Kayshawn Boutte scrubs his Instagram because he's frustrated that he's not getting the ball. 
which he did not have any touches in the first half. But you was a receiver. Uh, this is I say, that's, you can't, your number one receiver can't can't have no touches. <laughs> but you that that's twofold. Because if I'm an NFL coach, is this how you're gonna act the first time that they double you and you're just not open? This is gonna happen. Eventually, you're gonna. I don't care what wide receiver you are, there will get to a point where they've covered you, mm-hmm. and we can't throw you the ball. I'm not asking my quarter. I'm not telling my quarterback to make a poor decision. Now, this is the same thing I said about the Cleveland Browns when it came to OBJ. When you have your best player, you find a way to get the ball into his hands. So maybe you have to run a jet sweep or a reverse. Something. Like you got to get him involved and keep him engaged. You you have to keep him engaged. And if he's your best player, you got to find a way to get the ball into his hand. That, That is a fail on both parts. But you can't throw this hissy fit and delete everything because of one game. This game means absolutely nothing. I hate to tell you. Because if you went out, this game is just something that happened at the beginning of the season. And you he went gonna, out. You, and he's countering that with, you know, we have to play Alabama. We have to play Arkansas, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. You're lucky. You should be thrilled about that. No. It, or he's going to say, okay. do you think we're going to beat them? Okay, but there are other teams that once you lose, there's no coming back. This is a team who can take the L and still have the opportunity to move forward and win a championship. You're not deleted today. Yeah. But, boy, when I tell you this boy, IG, zero posts, 53,000 followers, he follows 14 people, and it is blickety blank. Yeah, he's out of there. Um, Before we move on, before we move on and in the football segment, I do want to bring this up that we told y'all about Alliance football. Um, I can't believe that North Carolina allowed 40 points in the fourth quarter and still won um, against Appalachian State. They won by stopping the two-point conversion in the 63 to 61. I'm going to tell you this right now. From what I saw with Jackson State, how they beat FAMU and how FAMU played against North Carolina, Jackson State would beat North Carolina. 10-4 had alert. Jackson State would beat North Carolina. Jackson State would beat North Carolina. This year, Jackson State would beat North Carolina. From what I've seen in these first two games, North Carolina ain't got no – they got Gene Chizik out there as the defensive coordinator. They can't cover nobody. I got Jackson State, Shador Sanders, Deion Sanders. If they were to play North Carolina right now, next week, Jackson State would win. And I don't even think it would be by like two or three points. Because I'm letting you know, Travis Hunter is the real deal. Fam, you could do nothing with that defense. They got Gaddy from Tennessee. They got a lot of players, and they got a lot of recruits that they got. They got the number three receiver who was out there just killing last year in the recruiting class. It's just Travis Hunter was the number two overall prospect. Yep. They got old boy from SMU. They've collected some guys. They they, and I think that's what he's going to try to do is I'm gonna get I can recruit my own skill positions, and then I just need transfer alignment. If I can get all transfer offensive alignment and defense alignment, my, I'm I'm killing. That f- that fixes my only problem. I probably I probably can't recruit that size at Jackson State right now. 
But if I can just find guys who are third stringers at at Ohio State, yeah. You want to come play now? The rest of the team is good. We just need you guys. Yeah, man. So I just wanted – we didn't really – I don't even really want to talk about this game. It was, it was very entertaining. Um, it's Alliance football. There is no defense. To allow 40 points in the fourth quarter and still win is Let me insane. tell you this. As an undefeated coaching staff – you guys should assume that you guys are close to being fired. Mac Brown, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Mac what? Brown ain't never going to be fired. Not from North Carolina. You remember the last time they said that? Yeah. He went to Texas, Mac right? Mac Brown will never be fired. And then, damn. <laughs> he went to fired. Texas. And he went to, and, and, yeah. But he's got a really good relationship with North Carolina, though. Yeah, except for Wait. these two last games. <laughs> Hey, Mac, how long do you think we're going to allow you to do this now? You keep winning these. You're beating teams. The teams that you're beating, you should be destroying, and you're barely holding on. What do you think they're going to do when they have to play? Teams are going to stop playing App State. I can tell you that. They're going to stop playing them. It's not. It's it's kind of like playing uh, Georgia Southern. All they can do is cause chaos in your life. Yep. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the football segment of the Around the League edition of episode 69 of the Splash Cast. We got one more segment, the uh, Splashes of the Week. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all soon. Reggie going to be mad, though. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our final segment of episode 69 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition, our Splashes of the Week. And normally, our Splashes of the Week are positive, positive, funny, uplifting, Uplifting. something. Humorous. This This time, it is not. Splash, though. For sure. Big puddle. Let's start... (laughs) <laughs> yeah let's start with uh the universities let's actually start with positive we do have something positive that in the midst of some negativity don staley has canceled a home and home series with byu over a recent incident where a duke volleyball player said a byu fan multiple fans uh yelled racial slurs at her don staley we covered this before but don staley said i don't feel that this is the right time for us to engage in this series meaning she basically saying, "We not get, I'm not going to subject my players to that." We talked about it on on Saturday morning live. I just wanted to bring it up again. If I have a child, if I have a daughter, and she loves basketball, and Don is coaching, and you get a scholarship, does she offer you a scholarship? That's where you going. That's your number it's one like, priority. It's like Eddie, it's like Eddie Robinson. Now, if, hey, if Eddie calls, yeah, you going? You going now? <laughs> if Eddie calls, you go. That's where you going. I, I don't. I don't want to hear it. You'll be going down there. You'll be playing on Mr. Robinson's football team. And when you see him, you need to address him as Mr. Robinson. Mr. Robinson. Miss Staley. <laughs> Miss Staley. Miss, what you mean, Miss Staley? You're going to be but there. For me, this is knowing your worth, knowing your value, knowing that, that you're the talent. It's BYU basketball and it's USC basketball. Knowing that you're the draw. 
nobody is is stopping the world for BYU women's basketball. No offense to BYU women's basketball. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm the reason that everybody's here. And you're going to let this happen at a volleyball game? See, you don't respect volleyball players. You don't care. And it's a black volleyball player, so you just let it happen. And you're awesome. Nah, I don't have to, I don't have to do this. Shout out to South to Carolina for, for giving her the leeway to be able to do this. Uh, shout out to – it is right. BYU, nobody cares about you. Nobody goes – when was that how you talk about BYU basketball? And it's unfortunate, and I'm going to tell you why it's super unfortunate, because the people who are going to be penalized had nothing to do with it. Had nothing to damage. do with it. Collateral damage. The volleyball game. They was probably at basketball practice. Might have been at the game – Supporting the team. Whatever they were doing, they were not participating in any of this. But from time to time, when you let these people uh, go unchecked, unstopped, there has to be peace out of confusion. And nobody <laughs> said, hey, this is the wrong thing to do. Nobody stopped it. Uh, so when, Don when said, you couldn- okay, well, I, don't worry. I handle it. She, that is the I'll ultimate black, black mom, black caregiver. You. I'm going to fix you. All right. Don't worry about it. I handle it. I handle it. We ain't got to fight. We ain't got to argue. When they tell you that, when they say we don't have to fight, we don't have to argue, and I'm going to fix you, I'm going to fix you and that little red wagon. Let me tell you, it's over, my friend. You can take hell. It it serves notice to everybody else. You will be respectful towards my team when we play, or we just won't play you. No, you will be respectful to black people in general. Yes. You can be another place where we don't have to come. How about that? <laughs> yep. Because yep. I mean, it's not your conference. It's not your sport. Nah, we're not doing that though. <laughs> what we're not gonna do? Um, exactly what we're not gonna do. <laughs> and right then, idea, wrong person. Right idea, but not me. <laughs> not today. <laughs> and then you have. Uh, You've been mad about this for a while. I did because I don't understand it. I do understand it. I lied. I do understand it. Shaq has been enlisted to help with reforms in an ongoing political issue dealing with people that flew there versus people that grew there. Um, The aboriginals, Mm. the indigenous people have been discriminated against, uh, in civil rights, in economics, in pretty much every facet that, let's just be honest, it's called spade a spade, that every darker de- demographic has to go through around the world. Yes. And instead of actually talking with uh, Anthony Albies, who's the prime minister, instead of actually talking with indigenous people, and the thing is indigenous people have representatives. Uh, Jacinta Price. I I don't. I'm forgive me for not knowing how to pronounce your middle name, but Jacinta Price is the senator for the indigenous people of the northern region of the country. But you went and got Shaq. I love Shaq. He has the biggest heart ever. He takes care of people. But this ain't your brown big dog. You ain't. Why are you trying to get an athlete to be in politics? Who did all he asked for now? And what then? The 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 prime minister was saying. Was that Shaq asked for the meeting? Well, yes, Shaq asked. He just wanted to get more information on it. I have no problem meeting you meeting with Shaq. 
I have he's no problem. But he's not, not a representative, representative of indigenous people. He ain't even from that side of the world. I mean, as as mad as we get about Herschel, your boy, Big Hirsch, at least he is a black person from this country. You're going to get shocked. He's from Newark, New Jersey. What does that have to do with Australia? Nothing at all. Uh, I'm going to tell you, if the shoe was on the other foot, we would be highly offended. Highly I don't offended. even know. I don't even know. Hold on. We have to think about a person who's not from America. That's a, that's black that Americans would listen to? That's a minority? No, it would be like Trevor Noah. It's like getting Trevor Noah for What? <laughs> Bro. This do you but he would never do that. This is not my what, what do you mean? I'm I will participate in the support of your civil rights, but I'm not gonna be the person speaking on your behalf when there are people here who are available. And we And maybe and maybe that's what Shaq is trying to do is to by him being there, maybe he'll be able to get everybody in the room. That's the only thing thing that I can but, think that Shaq would be there before. And to me, but to me, Shaq, you got to realize that this is, you're being used. You're being used. Yes. You can't tell that you're being used, big dog. Like, you are really smart. You got billions of more reasons and evidence of how smart you are. Boy, he does like to play peacemaker. He did the same thing with Papa John's. He wants to be the intermediary. Papa John's and, and, and Australia are two different entities. Nah. I agree, but Pop, but you know, Big John said what he said. I mean, they're both racist. Yeah, but <laughs> it's still two. You're talking about government and a corporation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, but I, I, I feel like he's trying to be the intermediary, but sometimes you have to be the intermedi- intermediary in, in mediation only. You don't need to become the story. And that's what happened here is they're trying to get things taken care of for their indigenous people. And people are talking more about Shaquille O'Neal than the indigenous people. Now you're getting in the way of, of, of actually being productive. And that's where I think this time this was a mistake. Uh, being that we are both minorities in situations where they always try to pick outliers and use those people as our representative. We know how that makes us feel. So, you know, I'm sure the indigenous people of Australia feel the same way. Uh, this this sucks. That's it. Cut and dry. Don't do this. this is so, the more I read about human. this, uh, Shaq, I think Shaq knew that this was a bad move. But I think he had already committed because they're saying once he got there, Shaq, uh, was supposed to pledge his support for the referendum but instead Mm -hmm. delivered a couple of vague platitudes and quickly left meaning he said hello australia nice to see you he told the press before telling the prime minister and senator bernie congratulations to you guys i want you to know that Shaq loves australia all right then he turned and quickly left before pledging any support to the referendum and instead uh signed a couple of they exchanged jerseys um, <laughs> and that was it. So, nah. shout out to you, Shaq, because you knew this was wrong. Shame on he, you for even a, a, a doing this, but he obviously but, knew that something was wrong. 
sometimes sometimes you just got to get there and get out of the way. Like, you know what? I've already booked this flight. I'm supposed to be here. I can't let my my uh, I'm not going to miss my obligation, but I'm also not going to get into people's businesses. Not mine. So, hey, here's some jerseys. Diesel supports y'all. He's allowed to play these shows. Because yep. you know he's still out there DJing. No, he's still DJing. <laughs> this is off time. So, yeah. so, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the splash cast around the league edition of episode 69. Uh, Norwood, if we didn't miss anything, take us out. Before we leave, bless the place that we are. Show these people where they can find us. All right, my people, my people, you can find us if you go to www.instagram.com. You can click mm. on the splash cast. You pick up the splash cast, you will find the latest episodes pinned to the front. Uh, you will find the schedule pinned to the front. Monday, where can they find us? Mon- well, Monday, there will be no Monday Night Raw because it is before 7 30 and it's the holiday. Uh, Tuesday, the ATL edition will come out. In this case, it will be the Around the League edition that you've listened to us with today. Wednesday, there will still be a Splash Cash 24-pack. I have completed the majority of that. We'll be ready for Wednesday. And Thursday, instead of the Around the League edition that you will be listening to on Tuesday, you will hear an NFL preview right in time for the season to kick off on that beloved Thursday. And then Saturday morning, please, me and Reggie are requesting your thoughts and prayers in advance. Uh, he will be in Baton Rouge at that point, and Baton I will be in Texas. Yep, we will be. Uh, we will still you know, have Saturday morning live. Uh, it probably yes. won't be as long. We're just gonna pick the games, and then I'm out because I will be have been tailgating for about five hours by the time we do Saturday morning live. So, exactly, <laughs> that's the reason we request we requested the traveling mercies number one and number two. Uh, let's just hope that we can keep it in bounds for the second week, second week of college football. Um, I'm trying to think. Yes. And yes. So that will be Saturday morning live. And then we will be right back with the schedule next week. Uh, can you please, can you please, can you please show them where they can find us now that they know when they can. find us? So when you go to Instagram, you click the link in bio, the link tree, it pops up and then it takes you here. Now you can see everything. Of course, this is our link tree. You start at the very top with that, the splash cast. You can find us at YouTube at the splash cast, Apple podcast at the splash cast, Spotify, the splash cast, Google podcast, the splash cast, Instagram at the splash cast, Twitter underscore at or at underscore the splash cast. They hated Twitch, the splash cast, TikTok the splash cast. That's the bonus playlist. That is the Twitter where we've been tweeting, especially with college football. I actually had to tweet from my own account here recently just to make sure that y'all don't get mad with what I say. Uh, That is the playlist home that has all the playlists. That is the Splash Cash Master Playlist with 50 hours of music on it, I think, the last time I checked. 55. Uh, And that is is the Splash Cash Facebook fan profile. And for you own uh, guys who have your own podcast, you can catch us on Anchor at the Splash Cast as well. You know when to find us. You know where to find us. Yes, yes. Now, number one, we're going to give another shout-out to Mike Harris. We're hoping to um, have a rookie of the year. He's playing very well. We signed him to a contract. So please, 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 
more black baseball. Number two, more black cowboys and cowgirls. Number three, and by far the most important one of all, uh, the historical black college university that you went to, your cousin went to, your best friend went to, that auntie that means a lot to you, she went to, send some money over there. The historical black college university in your neighborhood, the one that you tailgate at, the one that you go to homecoming and other miscellaneous events. Uh, when you can't get back to your own, please send some money over there. Then, of course, the historical black college and university that we all love and know means the absolute most, the Hampton University, the blue and white, the same team that beat that other school. Howard. <laughs> I'm not even going to give them that, that other school, the school in D.C. We whooped them. Now send, now send them kids some money, man. Yeah, man. Please send Maybe. some money to our beloved university, the Hampton University, the blue and the white, the greatest learning institution in all the world. Now that we've taken care of the business, we told you where to send your dollars. There's only one thing for us to do now, Reggie, and what's that? Hang out. Hang out. We out this joint. We look forward to seeing y'all on Saturday. Do not look into either one of our eyes. Maybe I will have on sunglasses. <laughs> you know what? I was definitely thinking that might be the sunglasses. Uh, I, I have already decided that. I have looked at the darkest ones I can find. I need limo tint. <laughs> That's what I need. Limo says sunglasses is egregious, my friend. <laughs> you know, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all stay. Y'all, y'all appreciate y'all, man. Love y'all. Uh, make sure you check out Splashcast. Peace. And and always remember, NFL preview, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. We're going to tell you who's good and who's not. And trust me, we know it because clearly we were right about college football. See y'all yes, then. Yes, sir. See y'all then. SP, the only flow that you know, with a bounce and a half. Listen, kid, I need a mountain to cash so I can roll up, hop in the whip and like bounce to the ab. I get high cause I'm in the hood, the guns is around. Take a blunt just to ease the pain and humble me now. And I'd rather roll something up cause if I'm sober, dog, I just might flip. Grab my guns and hold something up. I get high as a kite, all alone in the zone. Go slow, Casey, dying tonight. So I roll them up, back to back, fat as I could. You got beef for Styles P. I come to splatter your hood. I get high, high, high every day. Every night. Brady Watt, Ghost, Jesse, Jamie, the band. Yeah. Every day. Every night. Good times 2.0. A dubbing. You know what it is. Hey, yo, I smoke like a chimney. Matter of fact, I smoke like a gun. When the killer see his enemy, I smoke like Bob Marley did. Add to that, that I smoke like the hippies did. Back in the 70s, spit with the finishing touch. Get this, that. I'ma finish you before I finish the Dutch. I get high like the birds in the plains. I get high when bullets hit faces after words exchange. I get a rush off the blood on the wall. Under